Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Megan King Eggman's from the Real Housewives of OC is back in headlines this week since husband Jim has been cheating on her since mid-2018. Vanderpump Rules stars Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright's transphobic and homophobic wedding pastor has finally decided he will no longer be officiating their wedding due to public scrutiny. And season four of Summer House just began to film and looks like we have lost two new cast members. And we'll end the show discussing our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host Grant Rudder. He's host of Grant's Rant's Hollywood Talk podcast where he breaks down all things that are happening in Hollywood. And he was a guest on Bravo Happy Hour back on episode 51. And today we are here in person in studio in New York. Hello, hello. What? Nice to see you. It's so weird when you like make these friends online and then you actually meet them in person and you're like, what? It's like we've been online dating. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm always now doing podcasts with people remote. So I'm used to just – I talk to like the pictures hanging on my yeah. wall. So it's nice. <laughs> and we're in a nice studio here, those listening. So you know, you're in for a good show. Yay. Okay. Also, I'm so sorry for my very raspy voice. I have to say it up front. I will be coughing and the rasp – the rasp is here. But. I have a little raspy too, but you know, who cares? So what? You have a great voice. Your voice <laughs> is like so memorable. Like it's it's perfect for radio. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into news. Yes. Summer House season four just started filming back on Memorial Day. The same cast of Fools are mostly coming back for season four, but Danielle Oliveira and Jordan Vero have supposedly been demoted and won't be living in a Hampton Summer House with them for the upcoming season. You know, you sent me an article about this, and um, the wording was really interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, it is obviously a project. There's a budget behind it. It's cast. It's business. But, you know, it's supposed to be – if you were to read the logline of the show, it's a group of friends, right? They live in between the city and the Hamptons. They spend the summer together. So I assume that's yeah. an accurate statement. And, you know – it's like a group of friends, but yet everyone's completely expendable. They they have like a short shelf life. They don't perform well, or they make stuff up. Um, I guess the, the 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 guy was you know amplifying his sex life a lot. Oh yeah, so Jordan was compensating. He was definitely like a really interesting character. This was his first season, and he came in. He's like uber uber Catholic. Like grew up in the South. Like 
he was supposedly a virgin. He would like brag about like hooking up with strippers and hookers. And then at one point, like the end of the season, like his arc was like, you guys, I've been lying to you. I just have erectile dysfunction near women. And we're like, babe, I don't think it's that. Like, I think it's something else. Like, and he was just really weird. And he would like lie a lot about like his sexual escapades and all the cast members were like, dude, you could just be yourself. But he would like watch church. Like he would live stream his family's church from the South. Like, in like on an iPad, like in the middle of the summer house. It sounds like it might be something else. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know him. I, I'm really not familiar with the show to be completely transparent. But the way that article was written, it said, you know, like, you know, they're demoted and then they're let go and, you know, but other people will be in the house. And it almost seems like Big Brother to me where it's <laughs> like really at the hands of Big Brother in production because, you know, but we're led to believe that this is a group of friends, but everyone's so expendable. It's like, and if you don't deliver, you're out. So how true really is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of a little bit more resistant to those things now because I just feel like we're always so manipula- manipulated to believe in this group of friends and especially mm-hmm. with housewives. It's like, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling, those people, especially in Beverly hills there's nothing happening there so true and i feel like so many shows they'll be like oh i know denise from 11 years ago we met at a dinner party and it's like yeah but that doesn't mean you're friends just because you met once 15 years ago doesn't mean you're friends like you actually need like real roots of a relationship to make it riveting to watch on television but i will be interested to see what becomes of these two because they had one season under their belt correct danielle this was her second okay second so I'm curious to now see with where we are in reality TV, where these reality cast-offs will go. We see a lot of them obviously selling the Instagram sponsors. Ex- exactly. I think back to a lot of the former Big Brother contestants who are still clinging on to that season from like summer 2016. You know, <laughs> So I'm curious to see like what's going to become of them because nowadays in this influencer culture, all you need is a good follower count. Mm-hmm. And you know, this girl specifically has been on for two seasons, so she must have a good number behind her. So you can almost – it's kind of sad, but that's currency and you can leverage that for anything. So, so you know, even though she's off the show, I'm sure she won't leave us alone because nobody does. <laughs> Very true. I actually – hit up Jordan's like PR team to see if he wanted to come on the show because I was reaching out to like New York based people and she was like oh what's the fee to come on I was like unfortunately there's, yeah. there's no fee yet and they were like we're gonna pass I'm like homeboy literally just got fired like, yeah. I'm like Don't, doesn't he need, doesn't he looking for an outlet so in like what, six months he'll reach out to this me. is what I mean you can't kill someone's career I mean this guy who's not doesn't even have a, a you know an on camera job <laughs> yeah. anymore has a team behind him and how are they making any money on him I know a lot of these people will snap up a lot of these realities people and they'll just kind of keep a big roster of them someone's gonna do it but um you know i don't know like okay i mean the last thing he should be doing is staying out of the spotlight (laughs) so that's what he wants oh my god well staying in new york the real housewives of new york potentially might be having a new cast member for season 12 anthony Mm. scaramucci's wife deirdre scaramucci has been going on her own podcast talking about how she thinks this is going to happen. So if you guys don't know who Anthony Scaramucci is, he was um, the White House Director of Communications for a whopping 10 days back in 2017. So he was after Sean Spicer and before Hope Hicks in the White House. So safe to say he's... And so. a fake contestant on Celebrity Big Brother oh, yeah. this year. That's yes. why, Are you a huge Big Brother fan? Well, I know it keeps coming up. Um, I don't care for the summer version, but I live for the celebrity version, which is now – was in its second season at the beginning of this year. And my all-time idol, Dina Lohan, was in the house. <laughs> I had to amazing. watch her. And she bonded with the mooch because they both came from Long Island. And I actually 
didn't mind him in the beginning until I found out that he was a fake house guest. And he was basically there for a rating scrap. He was there for like the first two, maybe three and a half episodes. He did one competition where he rode a donkey or something. <laughs> and I mean, they, they just, it was a real stunt cast. And I, I really resist stunt casting. I wish he was just full time in the house. And if they got rid of him, they got rid of him. Yeah. But I will say about this guy, he, he does, ha- his reputation is terrible, obviously. And like they even mentioned it, like they've got the the red mark of the Trump administration behind yeah. them, which doesn't help and uh, favorability. Um, but he does seem like a decent guy. I know that he's loaded beyond belief. Yeah, he's a financier. Yeah, he means so he's got tons and tons of money, which means the wife has tons and tons of money. And I know that they have a very they have a very loving marriage because we talked a lot about it on the show and on the live feeds. So it actually might be nice for a real housewife with a lot of money to come on The Real Housewives of New York. Not saying the others don't have money, but I'm curious to see that dynamic play out. But it has to be organic in some way. Mm -hmm. You can't really shoehorn her her in or it's going to be like a Jules situation. Yeah. I mean, you just convinced me. Now I'm like, shit, I want her on. Yeah. No, I kind of want to see, even if it's a friend of, I mean, I, sure. Give, I think it's ridiculous that people have to prove themselves just to be able to, you're either committed to having this person on your show mm-hmm. or not. It's only like 23 episodes. Like, come on. I agree. So they went on their own podcast called The Mooch and the Miss, which is a hilarious <laughs> name. She oh, said, I can't really get into too much detail, but I would love, you know, to do the show. If they really wanted me to do the show. But right now, you know, we're just sitting here waiting. Stay tuned. And then she proceeds to say, they're calling us Trump rubber. It's like, yeah, babe. Like, well, I mean, duh. that's how people know you. You know, that's it. No one knew who Anthony Scaramucci was. I mean, that's it. You know, that's once you're painted with that brush, you know, of the failed White House 10 day stint. It was a 10. Yeah. yeah, 10 days. I mean, that's that will be on his gravestone, whether he wants it or not. I mean, that's just is what it is. You Sarah know? Huckabee Sanders, she's out too. So, <laughs> is she? Is she yeah, out? Yeah, she out. She went out this week. Oh, I didn't know that. She oh, yeah. finally gave in and left, huh? She said, like, in her like leaving statement, she was like, I just hope everybody remembers me for my transparency and my honesty. It's like, girl. I don't know if that's what they're going to know you for. Think- <laughs> I'm, I've been in a little bit of a vacation mode, so excuse me for not being up on that. But, wow, well, another one bites the dust. Right? So this woman, Deirdre, she is, like, blonde hair, big tits, looks just like Kim Zolciak. And she said when she goes to <laughs> the... Airport people mistake her for Kim Zolciak. I'm like, should you be bragging about that? <laughs> I need like – and someone recommended this, like a junior version of The Real Housewives of New York. But then that slack can be like Tinsley, this chick, this Deidre. Um, who else could be really good for that? It was just someone just flashed in my head that I would really enjoy. Um, even like a Dina Lohan, I would love to see her on yeah. there. But there are different people I'd almost like to see that, like a younger crowd. There's nothing to do with age people, but I we I think there's so much, so many personalities coming out of the city that it would be kind of interesting to see like another take on it, like a JV team. Yeah, yeah. But like Tinsley is leading the pack. Yeah, put her on it. You know, you can put other wives from like the different boroughs. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of crazy in this city, and I mean, obviously, that's my favorite moment of the weekend. So we'll get to New York talk. Cause... We need someone from Staten Island, you know? Yeah, get a little mob wives. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're not doing anything. Oh, those girls so, are doing nothing. Yeah, so I mean, Karen will do anything. Dreed <laughs> yeah. um, is still, I think she's still oh. out there hawking whatever she can. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, give them a small contract. I mean, I want to maybe another network needs to be thinking of this. Yeah, I feel like I don't think I could see Drita and Ramona really like <laughs> kicking and like hitting it off <laughs> yeah they should have like a representative from each borough and then they all meet somewhere and in, in hoboken Fight. new jersey yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> i'd watch i'd watch <laughs> 
<laughs> so moving on to news coming out of Atlanta. So back on episode 53, I reported that Phaedra Parks' ex-husband, Apollo Nida, was put on parole, well, was put into a halfway home mm. and would be fully, um, like, released out of police custody or whatever uh, on October 15th. But, <laughs> of course, he couldn't. Of course, Apollo violated his parole terms after being in the halfway house for a week, and now he is back in jail until October 15th. Like, he, like, gets a taste. He's been in jail since 2014. Like, don't you think you would just, like, act accordingly? Like, behave? I don't think he'll ever change. I think he's made so many bad moves, and I don't even know if he knows what a good move would be. I I think we learned a little bit about his family background on the show. Remember his mother and his brother, and they seem to really come from, you know, not the best background. I don't think he had any real influences. So he he just made a a ton of bad choices, and I think it's just in his blood. I think, like, we saw some of his behavior on the show and the stuff. I mean, it's, like... You know, he's raised by the streets, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't think he'll ever change his ways, but it's too bad because he has two young sons that need a role model. So true. Yeah, I felt bad when I saw this, but also, you know. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just follow the rules. Rules are there for a reason. Exactly. Especially, like, that's the time where you're like, you finally did the time and you're out. Like, just come on now. And you also were, like, given this gift of being able to go to the halfway house instead of finishing out. Suck it up and just, yeah, come on. That's how you know you have no self-control. True. But also I think so many people, like, get out of prison and they, like, don't have family. Yeah, he's engaged, but, like, he met this one when he was in prison. So, like, it's not real. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he can't get a job. He's quote-unquote famous. Like, people know him. Like, you know, I can imagine, like, getting back, assimilating into, like, regular culture, like, is really difficult. And especially for him because he is – like I wonder if people like recognize him. I think people have to. He was on yeah. Atlanta, like which is the biggest show. There was that photo of him and the new fiance. <sighs> yeah, I, I guess <laughs> he's out. He's on the loose, but not anymore. Yeah, so. no, thank you, that fiance. <laughs> get her get her out of my face. <laughs> We're moving to totally different news. So, so Megan King Edmonds from the Real Housewives of OC seasons nine through twelve. Was I liked her, but this is really sad news. Her husband, Jim Edmonds, admits that he had a, quote, lapse in judgment and cheating allegations have now surfaced. So Jim spoke to Us Weekly saying, regrettably, I had a lapse in judgment. I engaged in an inappropriate conversation with this person. At no time was there ever a relationship or physical contact. Absolutely none. This is something I'm trying to. This is some someone trying to profit off my name. I'm aware she has done this to others in the past. So this woman, I guess, sold um, pictures of like. Sex and dick pics, and was trying to sell to a magazine. And Megan came, and Megan found out about this in the tabloids. Can you repeat the last part of that statement? Because I want to talk about it. So he said she's trying to profit off his name, and she's done this to other people in the past. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Now, the first reaction I had to this was, it's always the woman's fault. It's all oh yeah I, she made me do it yeah I did this but she's the one who has the, the the bad background and she's the one who's trying to profit off my name you know I mean it sounds like an exchange of sexts you know I mean I think it, it, everyone's gonna have a different opinion about this especially generationally so I, I'm not gonna tell anybody what to think but like 
you know, it could be, it depends how much you want to take it to the next level. Now, granted, he has three kids with Megan, so yeah. he shouldn't be doing anything like that. But, I mean, it's not like he had an open affair behind her back. But, you know, what is crossing the line? And it really kind of comes down to what Megan will put up with. Well, I don't really know if she's kind of willing to put up with it. She made a blog post on her website with the title, I'm Sad. A blog post? Oh, yeah. She's a big blogger. I'm yeah, not like – it's just like a mommy blog. Like I have no interest in reading any of that. So she's obviously super upset. She said she found out the same way we did in the tabloids. Oh, that's awful. Because I never left a voicemail for the other woman. I called Jimmy and he confessed that he exchanged lewd photos with this woman over the course of several months and a physical relationship never existed. He uh, he paid her off to protect me so I'd never find out. Like, is that supposed to make it better? He's like, yeah. shut up. Here's some money. Let's not bring this up. It's like, so she found out about this in the press after Jim gave a statement and all that. I mean, I don't follow it unless if it was broke as like, you know, like a rumor report. And then he responded to it. Yeah, I but think so. Like, so, yeah. so this girl went to All About the Tea and yeah. sent like the receipts and like gave all of the like those people are so. so gross to do that though because he's got kids and all that like i mean what does she want i guess i guess it's worth what does she get like a coach purse out of that like i mean really <laughs> a coach purse <laughs> no but like what's the point like why do that like that's terrible like i mean i don't know these people they have, a lot of people i say this not everybody but a lot of people really bring on their own problems yeah you know and this is a classic example of that i mean i can see how it's like I'm guilty of this of getting caught up in like a sexed game. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll admit that. But um, you know, I also don't have a wife and kids at home, so yeah, like so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she follows up on the blog post saying, "Do I believe him? I don't know because I don't trust him anymore. Physical or not, he still had an affair, and he admits this to me. Marriage is hard. We've been through ups and downs. Relationships take two, but it doesn't take two to cheat. Blah blah blah. I don't care about my stupid massive house. I don't care about my new car. I don't care about my diamonds. What does any of that mean when I can't have the most basic needs?" It means nothing. Smoke and mirrors. So she's being really candid, and honestly, I really feel for her. Yeah. You know, she wanted these kids. She wanted like this whole life with him. She moved to Missouri to be with him, getting off the show. Like, you know, she's made sacrifices for him, and it just seems pretty disrespectful. And this woman like was from his past, so I wonder how involved he really is because on the show, and I'm just going off of what I saw in Bravo, but you know, we really didn't see him there for that many events and that many things. It was her and her mom a lot. You know, yeah. it was her and the other ladies or her by herself with her talking to her dog, you yeah. know, so there wasn't that much happening. So I, I imagine it must be kind of a lonely marriage. I, I don't know. Maybe it's good when they're together. Everyone has a different thing, but I don't know. I don't envy her in this situation, especially it being public. It's hard enough to go through yeah. when you've got like, like three kids under the age of five. Yeah, under five. Yeah. And then you're dealing with this with like Us Weekly. Ugh. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Hopefully she figures out what she's going to do. It's like you want to tell her, like, leave him. But it's like, I know. how do you say that? Like, it just I don't says... think she should. I think and now if it happens again, yeah, you know, but I think this is like, okay, like he said, a lapse in judgment. I don't really buy into his full statement. But like, you know, all right, then give him another chance. She, you know, you've got young kids. But if that ever happens again, then the marriage is really damaged and it's beyond repair. Totally. Well, she – we reported back on episode 27 that she was actually – fly. she flew into the OC and was, I guess, filming some of the Rouse's OC with the cast. So I wonder if she'll be making any <sighs> appearances. It's like so not organic though because she exactly. doesn't live there. She's not really friends with them. I mean I like seeing her but like I don't need to see her every year. 
Totally. I want to see Gina Kehoe. Since we're talking Bravo, I want to see her again. Ugh. That was the Gina that I liked. Yeah, I definitely like Gina Kehoe. Her and Tamra's like hatred towards one another, like the fact that she took Simon's side in the divorce yeah. was so juicy. And you know, Tamra is a little spitfire. I'm not crazy about her now, but I really liked her in the beginning seasons. Not like Naked Wasted, where she was mm-hmm. literally trying to get like her son to like date rape Gretchen. Like, not good television, yeah. Bravo. But I liked Tamra in the beginning, and her throwing the wine glass in Gina. Kehoe's face yes. will go down in history. Gina is definitely remember Tamara called her a silent but deadly fart. Oh. Like she's like, <laughs> she's like she'll come in and you won't know what's going on, but she'll stir the pot. Like you know she leaves a mess behind her. And I enjoyed her on that show because she was original. <laughs> and I'd almost rather have her than Vicky. But uh, you oh, know. I know. Well, actually, saying in OC, Shannon Bedore was in this weird, messy lawsuit. If you guys don't remember, uh, Tamara Judge and. Shannon Bedore were on Heather McDonald's podcast and they were trashing Jim Bellino and like the bouncy house company that he has and they were like, oh yeah, kids go to that and get paralyzed. Fucked yeah. up shit. Yeah. So Jim Bellino actually ended up suing both of them for a million dollars. We talked about this back on episodes 21 and 39 if you guys want more deets. But he sued each of them for a million dollars. Tamara is still currently in the lawsuit. Shannon ended up getting the lawsuit dropped, but then had to pay like literally $200,000 in legal fees. But Shannon has probably incredible lawyers because she's rich and was able to finagle $138,000 from Alexis Polino's ex-husband to pay her attorney bills for this bullshit defamation case. Like, yes, Shannon, yes. Good for her, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar with defamation cases. I don't know how serious this is. I don't believe that people are getting paralyzed at his places. I Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. But, you know, they did go on live TV and say that. So, you yeah. know, I, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm glad that she got her I mean, I, Shannon's in a winning streak. I mean, this is like the third report in a row of her getting big fiduciary gains mm-hmm. added to the bank account. I mean, she must be like made of money right now. So. I love Shannon Bador. Like, I think she was a great addition to the Real Housewives of OC. And this season's going to be exciting because she's dating. And I always love just seeing people go on dates. Like, yeah. we see Ramona go on, like, blind dates, like, this season. We saw that, like, really bad blind date she went on. Like, that's what I want to see Shannon doing. And Shannon and Kelly dating together. Yeah. OC is comfortable for me. I mean, I lowered my expectations years ago, so I don't hold it to the same standard as something like, you know, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, 
even Dallas is perhaps more entertaining and has more stuff going on. But it's like a very familiar, comfortable show. It's been on for so damn long. I mean, what is the season 14 that we're headed into or something like I that? I think it might be season 13. One of the two. One of the two, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I enjoy it because it's comfortable and I'm, my expectations are low or something like Beverly Hills. Like, I still have high expectations because everyone says that's the best one. I think it's the worst one. So I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah. But OC, I mean, OC is light. It's a light one, you know? I mean, I'll watch every episode. Same. But, <laughs> like, Same. but I'm not dying for it. Like, for me, like, I love Potomac. Like, now, like, I wait for every single week. Can I be honest with you? I'm into it too. It is so good this season. I, I mean, I've always thought it was forever, good. I just thought, I was like, what is this potential? Like, now we're getting too ridiculous. Like, it's going to be, like, you know, people always make jokes that they're going to have, like, the Real Housewives of Grand Rapids. And it was always like, now it's going to be like, Potomac, what the hell is this? And I had heard in other countries, and, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that it's called the Real Housewives of Maryland because internationally, Potomac has even less notoriety. I mean, I've never heard of Potomac ever. Me but neither. then I, like, meet people who, like, went to college in maryland or grew up in virginia and they're like oh my god of course potomac and i'm like oh i had I guess. no I idea mean, i'm learning yeah i'm learning <laughs> something yeah but i'm actually enjoying the show i don't care for giselle at all and because like the giselle show yeah that, that drives me crazy karen's always entertaining but i don't know i'm i'm watching it but like i'm waiting for the bottom to fall out because it's just not my show but i'm, I'm enjoying it so <laughs> well moving on to again totally different news vanderpump rule stars jack's Taylor and Brittany Cartwright are getting married in a few weeks. And back in episode 14, which feels like a decade ago, we were talking about how they had this wedding pastor named Ryan Dotson in Kentucky where they're getting married. And he is like a huge homophobe and transphobic pastor. He's written a ton of like anti-LGBTQ comments all over his Twitter, all over his Facebook. And I think the public outcry was pretty crazy and I think he got like roasted on the internet and so he has backed out of the wedding. He said in a statement saying, (laughs) I like how he's like talking to us weekly. He said, I want Brittany to have the very best day she possibly can. They asked me to be a guest but I probably won't. I'm too much of a distraction. Like, shut the fuck up. It's literally, they're filming Vanderpump Rules. You think you're that big of a distraction? Like if you're a guest at the wedding, like shut up, dude. I'm neither transphobic nor homophobic. I, as a Christian, love and respect all human life, regardless of race, religion, blah, 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 blah. I stand firmly on the Bible and its teachings and how it should, how we should live before God. I know not all people are accepting of this belief or religious viewpoint, but I am. This is my favorite. Um, although I do not agree with the homosexual lifestyle, I love the homosexual. To be honest, many of my most homosexual, many of my homosexual employees have been some of my greatest employees. That's like the equivalent of a racist being like, yeah. I know a black person. Yeah, I have uh, black friends. I have black yeah. friends. It's like, um, yeah, some of my homosexual employees are really hardworking. It's like, ooh, yeah, they're not a mutually exclusive. Like, you know, I struggle with this because that's like his belief. It's wrong in my point of view, but like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like everyone's out here trying to tell everyone else how to live. I mean, I complete. I'm not sympathizing with his viewpoints at all, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole thing. I maybe is putting himself on a pedestal a little bit here because I, if he did not go to Us Weekly, I would have no idea about the story. To be completely honest with yeah. you, like I don't. I'm not. I'm not staying up at night wondering who's going to marry Brittany and Jax. I'm not like, that worried about it. So, like for me, it's silly. Like I, I don't know. I'm not that interested either way. I don't care if he's in attendance, if he officiates the wedding. I mean, that's their choice. That's the the the, the couple's choice. I mean, that's not the right thing, but. I don't know what to say about this one. But they're also, like, in Kentucky. Like, what pastor in Kentucky isn't, like, a raging homophobe? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, like, I don't know what to say about it because, like, another 
ignorant statement by someone who's un- probably very uneducated when it comes to really like that lifestyle. What does he know about it? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of assumptions made about gay couples and, and, and especially uh, transgender, um, you know, lifestyles that people really don't really know much about. So to, to cast a whole group aside like that over your personal beliefs when you really don't, despite working with them, you know, yeah. you don't know what it's just really short sighted and people like that, unfortunately, I don't know if they'll ever get it. Yeah, no, and that's kind of like the hard thing where it's like, what are you going to fight with this man who's thought this his entire life? Every person in his family probably thinks that, like, yeah, you that's know, what I'm it's saying like, it's like his belief. You can't change yeah, it. It's so it's not going to change. You know? So what are you going to keep fighting? Like, maybe you could try to like teach and like l- tell them about. Yeah, I mean, that's well, like that's the, the only thing. like. like <laughs> I'm telling you, two years ago, I would have been like, okay, someone needs to sit this man down and have some like sensitivity training. Let's you know teach him a little something, but um. Not to get super political, but uh, my family uh, on the upper East Coast, um, they um, are really into this Trump stuff. And I've tried and tried to tell them to deprogram them from Fox News. And there's just no getting in. Yeah. Like their beliefs, they believe that he is wonderful and that's it. And, and other people do as well. I'm not knocking anybody on this show. But I'm just saying like that is like their thing. And you can present as many facts, as many alternative viewpoints. But certain people, their beliefs, their beliefs are their beliefs and that's yeah. it. And his are based in – religion so it's even you know deeper Mm -hmm. you know and that's he's a pastor (laughs) so good luck uh you know it's too bad anyway i wish people were a little more open the way jesus would be uh but you know (laughs) Brittany made a statement saying we already took care of this so i would really appreciate if people would quit trying to spread rumors like we don't care (laughs) and aren't supporters of you guys when you had no idea how we feel oh britney's on the show i'm focused yeah we've got britney here um britney with a raspy voice um she said i'm focused on marrying the man i love nothing else like oh god i can't wait to watch this crash and burn oh god the whole thing good luck you shouldn't be worried about the pastor you should be worried about the man you're marrying yeah (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole big mess, but I can't wait to see the pictures of their wedding, which is, I think, on the 28th of June, so we got some time, but coming up. You wonder, like, how many of these couples, because they're all in these homes now in the valley, (laughs) and so it's like, you know, five, six, nine years out, like, who's still going to be together? I wonder, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's happy now because they're bonded by this show, and they know that they'll they'll be off the show in five minutes if they – break up yeah. you know um so we'll be curious to see i also read a report speaking of vanderpump rules i don't know if you saw this that billy lee is not making any appearances in the new season oh. well i always say if you hook up with max todd um yeah. lisa's kid you're immediately <laughs> off the show oh, like faith wow. did it billy lee did it it's shit no she yeah. she stepped up to lisa vanderpump and did at least in my opinion, I thought she did put Lisa Vanderpump in her place a little bit where she's like, you guys aren't understanding. Like I'm coming from a trans perspective. Like I'm not asking you to understand where I'm coming from, but I'm asking you to listen and respect when I speak about my situation and Lala shutting her down and Lisa Vanderpump is shutting her down. They show that girl no respect. And zero. I mean, I don't think Billy Lee has a place on the show at all. I mean, she's not an organic fit at all with who's currently on the show, but Lisa who's walking around saying that she's the biggest LGBT advocate during pride month and beyond, um, bragging about how many people she's employed and yet there is not one openly gay person on her show and then that's a larger problem when we're looking at casting and things like that but um you know you had this opportunity to really diversify it up with billy Mm -hmm. and you blew it and you didn't even let her have her share her experience so 
how much of an advocate are you? Yeah, exactly. Well, Lisa Vanderpump, it's like she likes to have like her foot on the neck of all of her. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody in her life. Pretty much, but especially the people on Vanderpump Rules. What a terrible she's... attribute to have. I, you know I do not care for Lisa Vanderpump. I think she's horrible. So <laughs> I would never be putting myself in that position where my lifestyle and income level were, was based on kissing her ass. Well, I think this past season, like so many people started like fighting back to it a little bit where like Ariana was like, you literally belittle us. Granted, it's like, yeah, well, your boyfriend, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, they're not businessmen. Right, so they're right. not going to be treated like obviously they deserve respect because they yeah. are business partners with her. There's no winning in that situation because Lisa will always be viewed as it's her show. It's her business. Mm-hmm. She's the boss. So th- it was already spun like, oh, the – the you know the test mice are trying to like leave the facility now you know <laughs> because like they think they're bigger than Lisa and it's not really it I mean this, we're talking about people that are in their mid to late thirties and they don't want to be considered painted stupid by yeah. their boss on TV I get it and Lisa's highly manipulative like that because she knows what makes for good TV and she wants to make those Toms look so stupid mm-hmm. and it's so obvious and Tom Schwartz just goes with it I don't know how he doesn't reach his breaking point but maybe because maybe he is that stupid I, I do think he's like completely checked out like. Like in out, like he is not even in this universe. I feel like he is just like, how did I get so lucky? He's so t- typical of LA. No job, no career, no education. Shows up in LA, and now his name is on a bar. I mean, yeah. perfect. Yep, that's about. I know a lot of Tom Schwartz's. <laughs> they may not be bar owners, but yeah, there's a lot of people who make a lot of money doing absolutely nothing, God. and that kind of pisses me off. But that's very accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's very. He's, he represents that part of it. Sheena, same thing. What does Sheena do? How, who cashes she's a pop her checks? Star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, what's the income look like for that? But yet she's signing a place in Marina Del Rey. You know, it's like these people. That's I know a lot of those people, and I'm kind of burned out by all that. So for me, Vanderpump Rules is not as exciting for me anymore. Well, there's no longevity. Like in the earlier seasons, you saw like the stars in their eyes, and they all had like big dreams. Yeah. And now it's like all of your big dreams have been like discarded and you like don't have them anymore so now it's just yeah, watching because, like a bunch of like alcoholics like screaming at each other and, well like, they could achieve their goal their household names they have beauty lines and, and beer cheese and I mean, <laughs> you know so it's like yeah they've, they're making a lot of money on this show they've just hitched their wagon to this i don't know you know i mean like beyond that that no one's gonna cast jacks in like you know like a, a martin scorsese film <laughs> yeah. so you know they have to make do so true. Well, Grant, what was your favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week? My favorite moment was Dorinda on The Real Housewives <laughs> of New York. Originally, there was a back and forth uh, with Ramona, too, about getting these fries. Oh. <laughs> what were they? They were um, truffle fries. Truffle fries, which are wonderful. I mean, so good. Like, I want them right now. About, I know, I just to hear about lunch. them. And so they, they, the rest hide. I want to shout them out because they forgot them. And like, they, you know, Sonia was not happy with all the sand and she thought it was dirty. Oh. They didn't paint hide in the best light. Um, but, uh, yeah, in Miami, hi Miami, but, um, they didn't get the fries. And then like a moment passed. And then Dorinda in her confessional was like, and you should, like her finger up, making fun of, uh, uh, Luann. And you should have brought back the fries. Yeah. Very like petty, petty low, but also like, yeah, I get it. Like I can relate to her. Like, yeah, she's still holding that grudge about the fries. It's so minute, but that's what makes New York great because yes, there's a bigger story there. Like, you know, the ego of, of Countess Luann, but also it's the comedy of the fries. It's like, yeah. you know, it's perfect. There's like so much levity amongst it all. Even just like, 
you know, Sonia comes back from this meeting. Obviously, she's shaken up. She's having a meltdown. And I loved that all of the women, like, banded together and were like, we have to be here for Sonia. Like, yeah, like, this is weird. Like, we don't understand what's happening right now. I thought that was, like, really nice to see, you know, Bethany and all the women. Let's get – we'll take the food to go, whatever. Yeah. We'll get out of here. We have to get out of here because she's freaking out. Like, I thought that was a really, like, nice – thing to see and then obviously Luann is just truly of her own ass I think it was um, not cool that they pushed Sonia into that meeting I think it should have been her choice and I think now it was asked of her a couple times and then she did it um, you know, I wonder how involved like production or story is and something like that. But um, I'm like, you know, I I don't think it was wise for her to put herself in that position, especially when you're on vacation too. Yeah, like, she's trying to have yeah. fun. And I'm just it- so glad cameras weren't there for the AA meeting. <laughs> Well, it was interesting kind of hearing them talk about it after where Sonia was like, oh, you just want attention. You just want attention. You go up there and you do your thing and I got arrested. So, you know, Countess is going to these meetings and is trying to like charm the oh, quote, yeah. audience. Storytelling. Yeah, it's a storytelling show for her. <laughs> I hope not. But that's what it, that's what they're telling us. Yeah, I love how Sonia's like, I did get hit on by the hottest guy there. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, you are my girl. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite moment just was you know, obviously the fight at the end with Bethany versus Luann, like they are having this screaming fight. Bethany's swarming the table like a bumblebee. And like in the middle of it, they get like a toaster put on the table with like lobster pop tarts. I'm like, what am I seeing? I was so distracted. And then it was in the previews for the next episode too. (laughs) There's this big pink toaster in the middle of the table. I was like, what is this? Oh my god! Yeah, I just was like, I love that they're at this like kitschy, like yeah. trashy restaurant. A, a lobster pop pop tart. First of all, is like a no go. I mean, I don't, I don't even do strawberry. Never mind lobster. I mean, no way. I don't understand that. I don't need a toaster either at a restaurant. That's ridiculous. I'm not making my own anything. I don't even do the kebabs on the skewer or anything yeah. like that. I'm not cooking a damn thing. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't know, I just thought that was so funny, the two, and Bethany's screaming at the top of her lungs, and like, you could tell the people, like, around them, they kept flashing to the people eating, just truly mortified, they're like, how are we here, and how are these women, like, really like this? Granted, again, they're all just drinking all day long, so by dinner time, it's like, anything you've been thinking throughout the day generally comes out. I, I do believe that they are really fed a lot of alcohol and that there's, the ratio of food and alcohol is small. And of course, they're in a you know controlled environment in this house, this rented house. So it's not like they can you know walk down the street and grab you know like some Cheez-Its at Rite Aid <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, it's like they're stuck. So like if production doesn't want to put out a big meal, then then there's like a bottle of booze. I mean, so that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> So, so I wonder like how much that is, but like it definitely was played a big, I mean, alcohol has played a huge role in this trip specifically on New York. It usually does with this crowd. And um, I want to point out though, that I'm wondering if some of these background, I'm calling them background actors, but diners, the extras at these restaurants, because when Bethany was screaming about life is not a cabaret, nobody was looking at her at that point, And I would be like, Fully transfixed. Everyone was just like casually, like it was all couples, like, you know, enjoying a cappuccino was very, you know, that low, low. And then, like, you just see this animal reach across the table. And then towards the end, they did cut to some reaction shots. I was going to say, you have to. I mean, they're in this restaurant. It's Everybody's screaming. And R- Ramona is just crying. so sad. This is so oh, sad. I love when Ramona does fake tears. Ramona's yeah. just so glad she's not the one being yelled yeah. at. I love when Ramona's yeah. just like, I wonder me. what makes it so sad for her. 
because it is sad from a, a friendship perspective. You know, we're led to believe, and I do believe that Bethany did so much and got Luann free rehab, and Luann kind of, you know, gave her the bird over it. You know, it wasn't great. But I don't know why Ramona is so affected by Bethany and Countess Luann's relationship. Yeah, I think Bethany is like will always be like the wounded dog of the cast, like in the eyes of like Ramona, like because remember when she started, like Bethany mm-hmm. had nothing, and I think probably to see like Bethany go through this like crazy roller coaster of just like a life, the whole chasing of it all, like yeah. Bryn, the custody, all of this shit, and then her fucking fiance, boyfriend, whatever dies, like ODs, like yeah. it's just like an additional layer of like bullshit that Bethany has to deal with, and I think like as much as I think Ramona is like a piece of shit, like and like not. Not a good friend. Like I remember, we saw when Bethany had like her. I don't know. She was, remember she was like bleeding. Yeah, she was like bleeding a lot. And she's and Ramona was like, "Oh, don't worry. Like I'll just sit on the couch and you lay in bed. And like if you need anything, I'll be here. But like I'll just physically be here." And I remember thinking like, "That's really kind. Like that's really really." kind and Ramona has friends from the past for like 30 years and I always mm-hmm. think that says a lot about who she is Yeah, we're like you know Bethany doesn't have friends who does Lou hang out with I know I mean I, Bethany's one of those you wonder how long how many long time long term girlfriends she has she's one of those but I will say this about Bethany um, just when I think she's just there for the paycheck you know and I think she gets a producer credit or something which is crazy but just when I think she's just there because they want her on there she does pull her weight and this trip oh, yeah. she's definitely pulled her weight with the, the, the scene with with the Congress of Luana. you can tell it's coming from a real place too it's not like anyone pushed her into this or she felt as though it was her time because you know she needs to get the next contract <laughs> Excuse me. you know what I mean like I feel like maybe Tinsley is pushed a little bit to have a story I don't know but Bethany doesn't she she really has been pulling her own weight and I think when you're an OG status like her and you are kind of above the fray bravo I think maybe we see this with Nini we've seen this with Lisa Vanderpump who destroyed that that what was once a good show um <laughs> but a lot of the ogs even vicky you could say Teresa has hold real housewives in new jersey hostage for decades now you know I, I usually it's like they're there because fans want them there but they don't really play ball but you know what <laughs> bethany does she she's worth the, what they pay her certainly <laughs> well that brings us to the end of our episode grant where can people follow you and listen to your great show oh thank you and thank you for having me here this was a nice experience uh you guys can find me on uh, instagram and twitter it's at it's grants rants it's grants rants and i'm talking about a lot of the same things on my podcast i've been away but i'm coming back so there'll be all new episodes throughout the summer and it's called grants rants hollywood talk and you can find it wherever you're finding this show so it's easy give it a search yay great well thank you again for coming on thank you bye thanks so much for listening to bravo happy hour if you're loving the show head to apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating and while you're at it head to instagram and follow at bravo happy hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts also feel free to shoot me an email at bravo happy hour pod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi be sure to tune in every monday and thursday for more of your favorite bravo related news 